This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Center right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. All right, folks, this article at VentureBeat.com goes on to say, recently, reports surfaced that a controversy-plagued engineer who once worked at Uber has started a new religion. Anthony Lewandowski filed paperwork for a nonprofit religious organization called The Way of the Future. Its mission, quote, to develop and promote the realization of a Godhead based on artificial intelligence and through understanding and worship of the Godhead contribute to the betterment of society, end quote. And we're going to eventually get into that. I'm not going to do that tonight. Uh, this religion goes on to say building divinity of course this is nothing new the singularity as i told you that comes from ray kurzweil the merger of man and machine the point at which computers and artificial intelligence become smarter the man forcing man to merge with it the singularity is another quasi spiritual idea that believes an artificial intelligence will become smarter than humans at some point You might laugh at the notion of an artificial intelligence being so powerful that humans bow down to worship it, but several experts who talk to VentureBeat argue that the idea is a lot more feasible than you might think. One of the experts is Vince Lynch, who started a company called IV.AI that builds custom artificial intelligence for the enterprise. Lynch explained how there are some similarities between organized religion and how an artificial intelligence actually works. In the Bible, used by Christians, for example, Lynch says there are many reoccurring themes, imagery, and metaphors. Now, as I told you guys before, and you've seen it here at the Dust and Gold Standard, Peter Thiel, one of the most dangerous, in my opinion, technocratic transhumanists and government contractors alive today, has said on video, I showed it to you, that Christianity and transhumanism are very similar and only have small metaphysical differences that people get hung up on because both Christianity and transhumanism offer eternal life. Christianity offers eternal life in the heavens with God, while transhumanism offers immortality here on earth through the ability to upload your consciousness and then download it into a new biological or non-biological body, a vessel, a suit, right? So they openly talk about this. They openly talk about this. Quote, Teaching humans about religious education is similar to the way we teach knowledge to machines. Repetition of many examples that are versions of a concept you want the machine to learn. There is also commonality between artificial intelligence and religion in the hierarchical structure of knowledge understanding found in neural networks. The concept of teaching a machine to learn and then teaching it 
to teach or write artificial intelligence isn't so different from the concept of a holy trinity or being achieving enlightenment after many lessons learned with varying levels of success and failure, end quote. Says uh, this uh, gentleman here, ladies and gentlemen, this, uh, what's his name? Vince Lynch. Goes on to say, indeed, Lynch even shared a simple artificial intelligence model to make his point. If you type in multiple verses from the Christian Bible, you can have the artificial intelligence write a new verse that seems eerily similar. Here's one an artificial intelligence wrote, quote, And let thy companies deliver thee, but will with mine own arms save them, even unto this land from the kingdom of heaven, end quote. An artificial intelligence that is all-powerful in the next 25 to 50 years could decide to write a similar artificial intelligence Bible for humans to follow, one that matches its own collective intelligence. It might tell you what to do each day or where to travel or how to live your life. But let me expand, folks. There does not have to be one Bible, okay? There can be multiple Bibles. There could be 7.6 billion Bibles. Your Bible will be different from my Bible because your Bible will be written specifically for you based on the digital footprint they have on you. All of your phone calls, your text messages, your emails, your internet searches, videos you've watched, videos you've uploaded, things you put on Facebook, your resume, Everything is recorded at all times through Amazon Ring, through Alexa, and everything else. So they can spit out a Bible for you that is completely written for you. It's like going to, uh, what is it, Lovebook or lovebooks.com. I made one of these uh, for my wife last year for Christmas, actually. It's uh, behind me on the shelf, folks. I'll move out of the way for one second. See the blue book? That's the love book, right? So you make a book that's specific to my wife and me. And this is how it could work. And the Bible does not also have to come in the form of a book, a hardcover or softcover book like we think. This could be directed at you each and every day in the form of a Twitter feed, in the form of an email chain, whatever ends up grabbing you. I personally believe that QAnon was most likely something of this nature, some kind of a test case to see how they could manipulate people with artificial intelligence. Let's continue. Robbie Minicola, who runs a digital agency and an artificial intelligence services company in Seattle, agreed that an all-knowing artificial intelligence could appear to be worthy of worship, especially since the artificial intelligence has some correlations to how organized religion works today. The artificial intelligence would understand how the world works at a higher level than humans, and humans would trust that this artificial intelligence would provide the information we need for our daily lives. It would parse this information for us and enlighten us in ways that might seem familiar to anyone who practices religion, such as Christianity. Now, the other thing, folks, is it doesn't have to come to you in the form of artificial intelligence. It could come to you in the form of a human being or what looks like a human being or in the form of a talking cat or a talking baby. Uh, 
It doesn't have to say, I am artificial intelligence. If its job is to manipulate you, guide you, guide you is manipulating you, driving you to do certain things. And that can be done in many forms. It doesn't have to say, this is AI, we are smarter than you. It comes to you in the form of some woman that reminds you of your grandmother that you watch on YouTube that you think is real. But it turns out that that thing is made specifically for you, to target you, only for you, only for you. Everything can be manipulated in the digital world. It's very dangerous. It is like the movie The Matrix, all right? Exactly like the movie The Matrix. All right, let's continue. Quote, for a Christian, one kind of large data asset pertaining to God is the Old and New Testament. So in terms of expressing machine learning algorithms over the Christian Bible to ascertain communicable insights on what God would do or what God would say, you might just be on to something here. In terms of extending what God would do way back then to what God would do today, you may also have something there, end quote. This is Robbie Minicola speaking. Now, here's a question for you. Why are these folks always so interested, these technocrats, these transhumanists, that don't respect the idea of a god? They believe in the human evolution of humans when humans grab hold of their evolution because they're tired of waiting for natural evolution to take place. Why are they so interested in God? More specifically, why are they so interested in playing God? Why are they so interested in being able to write a new Bible? Why are they so interested in being able to manipulate people and direct them towards doing certain things and not other things? Why? Is it not obvious to you that these folks are trying to play God? They think they are God. They think because there's an absence of God that they are God themselves. That's the common theme here. You're dealing with God wannabes. That's what they are, ladies and gentlemen. I've said it a hundred times on the show. These people are not God. They are hackers. They are hijackers. They are pirates. They are criminals. They are thieves. They are thieves. Whether they want to hack and splice our DNA, our genome, whether they want to plug you into a matrix, whether they want to create a personalized choose your own adventure bible for you they're always trying to play god let's continue this section is called the dark side of course any discussion about an artificial intelligence god leads quickly to some implications about what this quote god end quote would look like and whether we would actually decide to worship it Some of the implications are troubling because as humans, we do have a tendency to trust in things beyond our own capacity. For example, driving in a major city using GPS and trusting we will arrive safely, as opposed to actually knowing where we want to drive and trusting our own instincts. And as I've said to you folks, I've told you, I showed you here that Google Maps stems from a company that was founded by InQtel, the CIA's venture capital firm. So we're driving around with Google Maps in our car that was created by a company started by the CIA. 
Google absorbed it, took it over, and runs it. It's Google Earth, it's Google Maps, all of that stuff connected. And when you really go behind the curtain, we haven't done it on the show, and I show you what Google Maps is, we think we just turn it on and it gets us from point A to point B safely in the fastest, most efficient way as possible. It's actually not just you and me dealing with Google Maps. It's an entire system that is controlled by Google and the government that controls the traffic patterns and everything else. It's an original smart technology, folks. It could drive you off a cliff if the government decided it wanted to do that tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to drive off a cliff right now into a short break. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. And folks, you can still join pain.tv slash gold. Get access to a great community of folks over there. Even if uh, I'm not on pain.tv slash gold, depending on how Mike Moore has to rework the business, I'll still be over there. We just might not be posting videos over there. So you can still join up, folks. It would be great. Uh, And then if I end up launching something, you can possibly join that and support us as well. You can also leave a donation at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. All right, let's continue, folks. It says, and if an AI god is in total control, you have to wonder what it might do. The Bible might contain a prescription for how to serve the AI god. We might not even know that the AI god we are serving is primarily trying to wipe us off the face of the planet. Part of the issue is related to how an AI actually works. From a purely technical standpoint, the experts I talked to found it hard to envision an AI god that can think in creative ways. An artificial intelligence is programmed only to do specific tasks. They wondered how an AI could jump from being a travel chatbot into dictating how to live. Now, let me just say this to you. If you have a bunch of people over here, these technologists that are working to program this, that are sitting there talking about artificial intelligence becoming a god. They're starting religions around artificial intelligence. Then has artificial intelligence not already become a god? It is a god in their eyes, right? It is a god in their eyes. They're already worshiping it. They ask the question here, you know, who's going to follow it? Well, they're already doing it. They're building it. Aren't they trying to build it? Therefore, they're trying to bring it to life. Therefore, they already believe it's a God because it's telling them what to do. It's telling them, come and program me. Come and build me. It's like Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. If you build it, they will come. That's what they're doing. They're actually doing it. They're actually worshiping it. Therefore, they want to figure out if they can get us to worship it. But again, folks, this may not come to you in the way that you're thinking about, in the form of a book. It may already be there. The personalized choose-your-own-adventure feedback loop echo chambers may already be part of this AI god. Who knows? Half of the stuff you experience online may not even be real. 
It may all be run by AI designed to trick and fool you. It goes on to say, and the experts agree that actual compassion or serving as part of an organized religion, activities that are essential to faith, go far beyond basic intellectual pursuit. There's a mystery to religion, a divine component that is not 100% based on what we can perceive or know. The transcendence is the part where an artificial intelligence will have the most difficulty even in the far future. Vincent Jacques runs a company called Chain Trade that uses artificial intelligence to analyze blockchain. It's hyper-focused machine learning. The artificial intelligence enforces anti-money laundering statutes. Yeah, right. That's obviously a long way from an artificial intelligence that can tell you how to live your life or read an artificial intelligence Bible. Quote, it would be extremely dangerous to have an all-knowing, thinking artificial intelligence being someday. All computer programs, including AI programs, are built for a specific and narrow purpose. Win a chess game, win a go game, reduce an electricity bill, etc., says Jacques. The computer logic, even if it is advanced AI, doesn't play well with a general will and general thinking capability that could at the same time design military strategies, marketing strategies, and learn how to play chess from scratch. For this reason, I'm not really scared of a potential super thinker that could overthrow us one day. I believe that the uh, inventive and innovative part will always be missing, end quote, says Jacques. For her part, Minicola argues that an artificial intelligence may be able to guide people and enlighten them in an intellectual way, but this is not the same as an actual expression of faith or any form of transcendence. Quote, in terms of AI taking on God and manifesting something beyond data that simply does not exist, or rather beyond God, that's not happening, end quote, she says. This section is called actual worship, though, question mark. In my view, this they're talking about the author, not me. In my view, this is where the dangers come into play. As a Christian myself, it's hard to imagine ever worshiping a bot that lacks any real personality, wisdom, or ability to become relevant and personal, no matter how much more intelligent it is than any human. An artificial intelligence god would be cold and impersonal, an intellectual, quote, being, end quote, that's not capable of love or emotion. Will people actually worship the AI god? The answer is obvious, says the author. They will. We tend to trust and obey things that seem more powerful and worthy than ourselves. The GPS in your car is just the most obvious example. But we also trust Alexa and Cortana, We trust Google. When an AI becomes more powerful in 25 to 50 years, there is a great possibility that it will be deified in some way. Apple and Google loyalists already have a religious fervor. If an AI god does emerge and people do start worshiping it, there will be many implications about how this AI will need to be regulated or even subdued. Hang on for the ride. Well, there aren't going to be any implications, you know, about how AI needs to be regulated. First off, there are people out there running around, right, that are devout atheists, and they worship technology. They worship their devices. 
I mean, what is the difference? What is the difference uh, in the terms they're talking about of worshiping and addiction? You know, people that sit around all day and just flip through their phone, staring at Facebook, staring at Twitter, staring at TikTok. I mean, are they not uh, worshiping that in a way? I told you, technocracy is a culture, and it is here, ladies and gentlemen. It is here. All right, I want to show you something, because I want to start to give you a visual on what I'm talking about, how this artificial intelligence antichrist could come to power. We already kind of have the concepts behind what would drive this artificial intelligence, right? We have this idea of the consciousness being uploaded of which we're already doing whether they suck the consciousness out of our brain or not many people have already uploaded their consciousness through the form of their digital footprint everything we do online interact with online as elon musk has said we are just nodes in the system we are helping them build this and so this ai hive mind is already created it's stored on amazon servers it's stored on google servers microsoft servers oracle servers Right, And now it's the ability for these guys to use algorithms to process that data and then spit out what they want that data to do. Well, if we look at this AI Antichrist in the form of a human, right, as I said, some sort of a digital projection that you could see, something that comes out in front of you in the form of an augmented reality or a virtual reality or on your smartphone or your smart device. I want to show you a piece of technology that I've been doing a lot of research into. So let me show you this video, folks. This is called Welcome to Synthesia. Synthesia. And we'll get into this company over the next episode or two. But I wanted to show you because it's this idea I keep talking to you about this sort of being who is personalized to you. It can look like you. Or look like something you like. I don't know if you're a guy, it comes to you in the form of a woman you're attracted to. If you're a woman, maybe it's the pool boy. I don't know. Uh, Or if you're someone who happens to be in a very dark place and it comes to you in the form of your late grandmother or some sort of a spiritual guide you may have had or someone you looked up to, a teacher. Because it knows all this about you, so it can create these in real time. So let me show you this technology, folks. Again, this video is titled, Welcome to Synthesia. What does it mean to be human? Where is the line between person and machine? Or does the line even exist? No idea. I'm here to tell you about Synthesia. Alan here has a lot to say, and nothing but text to say it. Emails, presentations, tutorials, typing, typing, typing. It never ends. A giant, steaming pile of text. It's just not as engaging to read as it is to watch and listen. But with Synthesia, Alan can take that text and in just a few minutes, turn it into this. In today's lesson, you will learn about how to set up for a perfect interview. He doesn't need a camera. He doesn't need a mic. All he needs are some words and a browser. Hello, Heidi. Hello. Alan would like to thank you for the call yesterday. With Synthesia, Alan can give anything a face and a voice, including his own. 
and with a little extra work, he can create a custom avatar who looks and sounds just like him. In this video, I will show some tips on how to connect more efficiently or sounds like him in a different language. Die Berichte für dieses Quartal sind da und sehen toll aus. Our CRM system is a great source of information to learn Whoa. about our customers. Now, it's easy for Alan to share anything he can type. Once you have the data, it is time to map the customer's journey to the purchase. Synthesia. Turning text into something much more human. Well, almost human. All right, folks. So what I just had up on the screen there, if you guys would like to see the video, you could join us at pain.tv slash gold and watch the ad-free video version of the Dustin Gold Standard. You can see the videos. But if you're on the audio side only, what I just showed was an ad for this company, Synthesia. And they're over at synthesia.io. That's S Y N T H E S I A dot I O. And I'm going to be breaking down this company and showing various videos from it for the rest of this episode as well as the next episode, 118. Very important information. And I'll show you some of the people that are behind this company. But what you just saw on the screen is a guy named Alan sitting at his computer. And he can type in text. And then from a menu, he is able to choose, I believe right now it's up to a hundred different actors he can choose and different voices and up to 60 different languages. And so you can type in your text and then you have something that looks very similar uh, to a human speaking and the voices are actually becoming quite accurate. As you know, I've covered the Artificial Intelligence Foundation. I've showed what they're doing. I've covered several other companies in this space, but this one is uh, well advanced, folks. It's well advanced. And so I could basically make a commercial, all right? In real time, I could make a commercial uh, and and basically put in different backgrounds, uh, moving graphics right from the text. And if you spend the money, I'm going to show the website in a little bit. If you spend the extra money, you can actually create one of these of yourself. So I could create one of me with my voice and then say I want to do an ad for the Dust and Gold Standard, but I'm not in the mood to go and record a video or I don't have the right lighting. I could literally just use my deepfake, make the ad, I type in the text, and then pick my backgrounds, my moving graphics. I can even include slideshows or whatever else I want to do and literally have a commercial ready to go. Not only, folks, does this obviously put actors and voice actors out of business. That would be their goal, which is why the actors should rise up and unite against this stuff. This is the beginning of what I'm talking about. This is how you create a human-like projection that matches what you or I or anyone else wants to see individually. And the AI can be smart enough to actually choose one for you. You don't actually have to choose it in, in the world that I'm talking about, where this technology goes. Folks, if that's not freaky enough for you, I'm going to walk you through other videos that I cherry-picked here uh, from Synthesia. And I'm going to show you exactly what this company is doing and we're going to take a look at who is behind it ladies and gentlemen i'm running a bit behind so i'm going to take a short break my name is dust to go with the dust to gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold.